I, uh, I, I'd never heard that song before. Johnny Cash, I reached out to Johnny Cash's uh, people to see if he could come uh, <clears throat> this morning. They said he was not available, but, uh, but YouTube is. Um, the one on the right is on the left, and the one in the middle is on the right, and that's great stuff. That's great stuff. The truth is, uh, his, his satire his satire is a great way to start talking around uh, unity on this Sunday that we celebrate uh, 124 years of being the church in this place together. We, uh, we're we're kind of old. Uh, do you feel older than you were last week? Anybody? Anybody? You don't look it. You look really great. But uh, 124 years, uh, 120, who, who, you're definitely older. You're, de- you're definitely older. Um, 124 years uh, making us, um, uh, wow, just, just pretty awesome. And, and now here's the thing. We're going to talk about unity, um, and we're going we're gonna to begin by the fact of admitting that, uh, that, that there are divisions. There, there are divisions in, uh, in, uh, in, you know, anywhere. And, 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 and when, when you allow a disagreement to turn into uh, uh, factions and factions to turn into disagreements and divisions, when, when, when you allow this to happen, it is, it's, not, it's not what God's calling us to do. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But, but, but I'm, reminded, I'm reminded of this story my, my grandfather Carlton told me when I think I was in around fifth grade. Around fifth grade, uh, I, I started Boy Scouts in the church downtown, and uh, and he and he went on to tell me he was like, you know, you know, my uh, my brothers and I grew up in that church downtown. And I was like, yeah, I think I knew that. And he goes, yeah, yeah, we grew up in that church downtown, but uh, but I need to tell you a story about that. And I was like, okay. And he goes, you know, the fellowship hall. He's the same fellowship hall where we met. Um, the fellowship hall, in the middle of it, used to be, uh, well, it was the center of this, uh, of, this, of this great disagreement in the life of the church. And I was like, I don't know, I'm fifth grade. You know, I was like, okay, whatever. And uh, he said, no, no, you got you to hear about it. He said, there was a group of people, and uh, there was a group of people, and uh, they believed that the middle of their church and the tradition of the middle of their church needed to never be messed with. Because the middle of the church was where the <clears throat> potbelly stove was that heated the fellowship hall in the 1940s. And there were some people in the church, and you're going you're gonna to say, I like those people. They're going to say, they used to say uh, that if it ain't broke, then, right? They were, they were what we'll call fiscal conservatives, right? They said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But then there was this other group, and you're not going to like these people. You're not going to like these people. They were, I'm going to use some words, all right? They were progressive, uppity, young people. And they had this crazy notion. They said, I think central heating and air might take on, right? And, and people might be for it. And I know, and you're going, I, I don't want to ever be called progressive, uppity young people. But then I look around and I'm wondering, how many of you guys actually have central heating and air now in your houses, right? This was, and I'm not joking, this was the debate of the 1940s in this downtown church. It was the church that would vote and send my grandfather off into ministry and his, and his brother off into ministry. And a few years later, it wasn't right away, but a few years later, an opportunity came up at a charge conference that they were having uh, as Methodists. Um, the opportunity came up to plant a new church 
outside of town, out where the college was, and would you believe some of those same young, upstart folks, Zach and Marjorie Henderson, if you know anything about Georgia Southern, um, uh, the, the, the Hendersons and all these great folks, they, they birthed the new church out of that other church, and, 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 they, and it was all like broken down by sort of the divisions around these fault lines over a potbelly stove. Isn't that crazy? And now here's the crazy part, is that the new uppity young church start that was started in like 1953 or 56, that's the church that my brother and I grew up in. <laughs> And that's the church that voted to send us off into the ministry. So, so I'm torn. Like I'm, I'm glad that that church was started because it, it formed my faith and it taught me Jesus. And I went through confirmation there and I was saved when I was a member of that church. And I love all that. But, uh, but it all happened because they were over here talking about a potbelly stove of all things. Right? A potbelly stove. Saying that there's no better way to heat a room than a potbelly stove in the 19. 40s and 50s. And, 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 and the thing is, it's not just at the local church level. And I'm, and I'm, I'm serious. Uh, it's not just at the local church level that, 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 that divisions arise. And so you, you are aware that, uh, that the Methodists have, uh, uh, have, have continued a conversation the, that feels like division uh, around, um, uh, around human sexuality. But, but you're also aware that, uh, that Southern Baptists earlier this year got into uh, a, a very tumultuous time, uh, a lot of tension around holding accountable some of their leaders who it was proven uh, had, had made bad choices. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and what do they do that, about that? And of course, every, everybody's following um, and, and, and is aware of the Catholic Church's struggles to, uh, to, 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 to rein in this, this lack of accountability and how, how some of the children of the Catholic Church are protected, right? And, and then, and then lest, lest they get left out, um, then there's an entire slew of churches across the country that aren't in the denomination, and there's a lot of folks that think, you know, not being in a denomination will be the, the, the cure of all that, but, but there's all kind of community churches or in non-denominational churches that, that also struggle all the time when the church, when the church grows a little bit and, 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 and the people who, were, you know, were a part of that growth believe that their scale is now so large that, that they don't want to be held accountable by the people who were originally over them, and their, and, and, and their leadership struggles to be held accountable. So, so here's the proof of all of that. There is no perfect church. There's no perfect church. And, and, if, and if you find one, you find one, don't you dare go join it, as the joke says. You know why? Because it would suddenly be not perfect. <laughs> Think about it, because uh, none of us are, and, and, and the church, whether it be the local church, the denomination, we're, we're, all, we're all filled with this, and yet, and yet, and many of you know that I, I spent um, time this summer uh, following along in, in my devotional time, not all of my devotional time, but, but some of it, following along with this, uh, with this series that J.D. Walt was doing on prayer, and, uh, and it was 80 days of prayer, and the last three entries came from the scripture that I believe speaks best to this very topic in front of us, the, the topic of unity in Jesus Christ. And I invite you to, to turn with me in the scriptures as we hear the words of Jesus on this topic and, and, and learn what we can learn. It actually comes to us from John chapter 17. 
John chapter 17. The whole chapter is actually a prayer. Uh, the, the, the first, uh, the first uh, 18 or 19 verses are, um, of, of the prayer are, are Jesus talking uh, more directly to God and, uh, and, and, and saying some things in front of the disciples back and forth between he and God. But he gets to verse 20 and he begins to talk clearly about us. And I want to read these last six, uh, maybe seven verses, if you'd allow me. This is, uh, this is the word of God for us. He says, I'm not, this is Jesus, I'm not praying only for them, he's talking to 12 of them, but also for those who believe in me because of their word. So he's talking about 12 of them, but who's he including? All of us, all of us, a big old U-S right here, us. I pray they will be one father, just as you are in me and I am in you. I pray that they will also be in us so that the world will believe that you sent me. I've given them the glory. I was up late last night. Uh, I, I was up last night, I should say, um, studying to make sure I got the word glory right. This is, this is the same reference to this, to this heavenly spiritual, like, like Shekinah. This is the same thing, and, it, and, it, and it's proven earlier in this same chapter. I've given them this glory from heaven that you gave me so that they can be one just as we are one. I'm in them and you are in me so that they will be made perfectly one. Then the world will know that you sent me and you have loved them just as you loved me. Father, I want those you gave me to be with me where I am. Then they can see my glory, which you gave me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, even the world didn't know you, but I've known you, and these believers know that you sent me. I've made your name known to them and will continue to make it known so that your love for me will be in them and I myself will be in them. This is the word of God for we the people of God, and we say together, thanks be to God. Let's, uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in your sight. O oh God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen and amen. What, what, what I believe the scripture is saying, and I, I want to offer some notes about it before, before we move anywhere else. What I believe the scripture is saying is that, is that uh, that the mission of God in the world, according to this prayer of Jesus, the mission of God in the world hinges on our relationships with each other. This is, this is, this is what it says, and, 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 and these are my notes. These are my notes. Verse, verse 21 and 23 both say the same thing, and it's pretty staggering. Verse 21 and 23 says, the world will know Jesus is of God when Christians are united. When we act as one, when we act as one, then the world will know that we're of God, which is, that's kind of a heavy responsibility. 
And Jesus said it. That's kind of heavy responsibility that the world, and, and, and tell me this isn't playing out right now, that the world, the world will be confused about who Jesus is when they look at the church and the church is, is, is not together. That's verse 21 and 23. Verse 22 talks about the glory. It's the, it's the same section of talking about unity, he says that I give you glory. Apparently, apparently according, apparently according to what's just written here, is that the work of being one together, I'm going I'm to say, is so difficult that it can't be done without some divine giftedness, without some divine blessing, that we can't do it on our own. And so he says, he says I'm going to give you the, the stuff of heaven, right? I'm going I'm to give you like, like the number one element on the heavenly periodic chart, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that, that good stuff because you're going to need it to be one, and I need you to be one because the world's watching. And then verse 24 closes with Jesus praying for how it will all turn. We will be with him in glory one day. But But... Notice what Jesus is not praying for. Jesus makes no mention in these seven verses, and, 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 I, and I read ahead to make sure that I didn't miss it there uh, in this particular big giant prayer for the church. He doesn't pray for our activity. He, he, he doesn't pray that we would be effective. He doesn't pray that we would be fruitful. He doesn't, not here, he doesn't pray that, 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 that the preacher would be brief and funny. He doesn't pray for that. We wish he did, <laughs> but, but he doesn't pray for that. He doesn't, he doesn't pray that our worship would be the best. He doesn't, he doesn't pray that we would hit every note. He doesn't pray that, that, that people would be receptive when we knock on their door. I mean, he says in other places that we should go out. He says in other places that we should Jerusalem and go out to the ends of the world. He's, he says that we should make disciples. I'm not saying he didn't say those things, but when it comes down to it, based on what he prays, he's, is he implying that all of the activity, that all the activity will take care of itself if, if, if we are one together? And how do you do that? Unity. Unity is grounded in love. Unity is grounded in love, and yet, and yet what do we do with the potbelly stove? <laughs> what, 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 what do you do when, when, we, when we don't agree, right? Which is still sitting here in the room. Someone shared an article. Uh, it was a Methodist preacher. I don't, I don't know him. I, I came across the article, and I liked what he did with it, and, and then I loved the quote in the middle. Uh, he shared an article uh, on, on, the, on the topic of division and unity, and in it he, um, he quoted uh, N.T. Wright. He's a bishop of the Church of England, prolific writer. He's writing on, um, of all things, he's writing on Philippians and the divisions that were in that church, and he offers this quote. You guys, I think it's three slides long. Um, I'd love for you to, uh, to, to, to read it with me. It says, um, this is N.T. Wright, unity by itself 
can't be the final aim. After all, unity is possible among thieves. And, and actually, Bishop Wright goes on and says some other words that I didn't include here, but you, but you get the gist of it. You can, you can be united and be a bad guy. Or you can be a guy that's doing bad things. I think it's probably a better way of saying it. You can be united and, 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 and not be right. Those who commit genocide need to do so with huge corporate single-mindedness, as the Nazis showed when killing millions of Jews, gypsies, and others. No, he says, what matters is that Christians should completely Focus, should focus completely on the divine drama that has unfolded before their eyes in Jesus the King and is now continuing into its final act with themselves as the characters, which is another way of saying what Jesus started, we're supposed to finish. Bringing their thinking into line with each other wouldn't be any good, wouldn't be any good if they were all doing something that was out of line with the gospel. It's it's not enough to be united unless it's united in the very stuff of the scriptures of the gospel. It's not enough to be united unless, unless what we're united around is of God. The love that they must have is the love that the gospel generates and sustains. Their inner lives, which are to be bonded together, must be the inner lives that reflect the gospel. What, is, what does this mean? On, 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 on the topic of human sexuality, marriage, and, 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 the, and, and the ways that that impacts like the local church, of, of the three plans that, uh, that, that, that some of you know about and, and, and others are going to be learning about and, and, and Cindy and the group are going to be, we're going to be, we're going to be sharing about. There's, 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 there's one that I believe is in line with the gospel. There's, there's one that I believe that's in line with the gospel. It, it happens to be plan number three. It's the tr- traditionalist plan. It keeps, it keeps the language of the discipline intact as it is now and increases in accountability. That's, that's, and and I'm, I'm, I'm an alternate delegate to go to St. Louis for about four or five days coming up in February, which means that um, uh, mo- most likely I'm going to be watching just like the rest of us from the sidelines. But, uh, but, but, if, but if I were to get used, which I, I was the last time and, and cast votes, the last time, if I were, I, I would be voting right now. Um, I'd be voting for that, that traditional plan. But, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. It, it's, it's just because I have a position doesn't give me permission to stop loving people, to stop seeking unity with people, to stop trying to be, to be the church with people. Just because, because I, I read it one way or the other. Love matters. He, he said all these beautiful things. Paul did. He said all these beautiful things. But at the end, he says, three things remain. What are they? Faith, hope, and love. But one of these three, one of these three is greater. Love. See, Johnny Cash's political satire reminds us that, that, that disagreements 
even among Methodists, have been happening a long time. Amen, right? And, and, and the early church's record is what's so fascinating, and, and we've talked about this in studies that, that I've been a part of, what's so fascinating is of, of all the stuff that they included in the New Testament. This is fascinating. Of all the things they include in the New Testament, they include in the New Testament when they didn't get along with each other. They include in the New Testament when they were fighting with each other and squabbling with each other. Right? I mean, you know, Peter's like, get on with yourself. And Paul's like, no, 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 let's, I don't want to talk about that. They include all of that stuff. One of, one of the great, uh, one, one of the great debates of the early church, and I can describe it in just a couple of sentences, is, is that you had the first apostles, the disciples that became apostles, they were all Jewish, and then they became Christian. But then, but then some people, Peter and Paul being a couple of them, they go out and they start meeting non-Jewish Gentiles, you know, people who, you know, and they say, well, hold on, hold on, we were Jewish before we were Christian, so, so, Maybe, maybe you should have to become Jewish before you become Christian, right? And this was, this was the debate. This is the debate. And so they talked about like, 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 like the physical, literal stuff of becoming Jewish, right? And, you know, I mean, and, 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 and this was the debate, and they, and they talk about it in here. But, but Paul writes and says, the, 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 the topic that divides us is not what matters. He says this, Galatians 5, verse 6. You can go read the whole chapter, but, but, the, but this last verse right here. Being circumcised, this is talking about, you know, do you have to go back and, and, and be made Jewish, right? Being circumcised or not being circumcised doesn't matter in Christ Jesus. But faith working through love matters. You know, when, when I get bent out of shape over stuff, I found that if I, I look back, I realize that in those, in those moments that I'm, that I'm, I'm most mm, just spun up or whatever, it, that my faith is typically the smallest. When, when, when I get the most fired up about something, like, like this has to go a certain way, what am, I, what am I saying other than if it doesn't go a certain way, then all is lost? But isn't, isn't faith this assurance of what I cannot see? This conviction of, of what's not in front of me? For Paul, being on one side or the other did not matter the most. Now, now Paul had an opinion. But it's faith expressing itself through love that lasts. Now, we gather for worship for, for, to, 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 to give God the praise, but we also gather so that, so that our lives would be different this coming week, right? That's, that's why we're here. And, and the truth is, for, for the overwhelming majority of, of us, almost, almost every single one of us, we are not going to be engaged in conversations around the topic of human sexuality at work or in our homes or out and about this week. That's just, right? But I tell you what we are going to be doing we are going to be spending time with people that we don't agree with whatever topic it is we are going to be spending time with people that we don't see eye to eye with and so I have this call to action for your life and for my life how how 
can the love that God has shared with me be used so that that person and I can remain one? How can God love me so I can love them and we can stay restored together? This is my prayer. And and the truth is, this entire sermon was for me. The whole thing. All of the raising my voice, all of the jokes, and all of the humor, and all the poking, it's just for me. I'm just delighted you guys would sit and listen to it. (laughs) Because there's no one in the room, there's no one in the room that needs to hear this more than me. But, But maybe you can relate. That we're, that we're called not around rightness, but around love. Let's pray. Lord, what a, what a legacy that we've inherited. What a witness of your church. Not just, in, not just in this place, not, not just on this piece of property, but, but your church extended into the heavens. The saints that gather as witnesses, the heavenly host that is fighting on our behalf, help us to be united around the gospel. To, to, stay, to, stay, to stay true to, to our convictions and to love. Lord, this is your prayer for us. And this is our prayer for each other. Amen.